You listen to this podcast because you're investing in your child's future success. Don't forget to begin investing for your future as well. That's why I'm excited that today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing. And you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. You can get started with your spare change. Saving and investing is one of the best habits you can model for your kids. So head to acorns.com calm or download the Acorns app to start in saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash calm. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC, Acorns, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC, member FINRA-SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So do you have a child who, when you ask him or her to do something, always responds with the question, why? Well, of course you do. That's why you're listening to the Calm Parenting Podcast. So welcome. This is Kirk Martin, founder of Celebrate Calm. We're thrilled that you're here. We ask you to share this podcast with other people. And if you ever need help, find us at CelebrateCalm.com or email our strong-willed son, whose only words he ever knew when he was younger was, Why? Right, That's partly where we learned this, and we had about 1,500 kids come into our home, and we've worked with about a million families, so you're not alone. And this is pretty normal that your kids do that. So if you need help, email Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at CelebrateCalm.com, and tell him about your, uh, us about your family, and he'll ask you why. I'm kidding. He'll help you out. So look, here's, here's what's going on, because typically what happens is you walk into the room, you tell your child something, and he or she responds with, well, why? And your response, like my career military father's response, is ours is not the reason why, ours is but to do and die. That was from the charge of the light brigade. That's, that was my upbringing. So you don't ask why of your parents, right? I get that. Listen, if you think that you're going to walk into a room and, and that you're a, a military general or you're their platoon captain and they're just going to ask, when you say jump, they ask, how high, sir? It's not going to happen and especially with a strong-willed child. And I will tell you, it's not even human nature to do it. Now, some of you are very compliant, and that's a wonderful thing, but your kids aren't, and it's unnatural. I know what you want to hear, which is, of course, mother, of course, father, right away. I'll get ready and drop everything I'm doing, and I'll hurry out the door, and I'll match your crazy pace and what you want so that you don't get upset. I know that's what we want to hear. It's not going to happen, and you're going to get pushback, and you're going to think that your child is being defiant. Sometimes your kids are defiant, but in this case, they're not being defiant. What they're looking for is context, and I encourage you to write that word down in big Bad, wide letters, bold letters, context. Strong-willed kids need a lot of context. I do not want to explain things to them. I'm not going to plead with them. I'm not going to ask too sweetly, but I'm also not going to scream and yell. But I will at times provide 
context. These are big picture thinker kids. They're good at uh, chess and checkers and Legos and arguing with you. And all of those things have one thing in common. They require strategy. These are kids who see patterns in things. And so when you tell them something, they're trying to fit the pattern it, it into a pattern in their brains and in their life. I personally do this all the time at age 54. I seek patterns. It provides comfort. It tells me about the world. I've seen patterns throughout my life so I can tell when things are going to happen. And context is extremely important for me. I am a huge asker of the question, why? Tell me what the big picture is. So I'm going to give you a very specific example of how to use this. But before I do that, I want to uh, uh, mention this for for your kids as they get a little bit older, say fifth grade and above, middle school, high school, as kids get older, instead of just telling them what to do all the time, and especially instead of lecturing, I provide context or perspective. So an older child tells me something, and instead of responding with, well, you know what you really need to do is, because all that guarantees is your child's going to do the opposite and not listen to you. What I tend to do with older kids is say, hey, here's some perspective think about this. Here's what I know from life, what typically happens in these situations. So give that some thought. And I believe that you're capable of making a really good decision. And then I walk away. And I, I, I want the kids to come to me to ask for more. I'm not going to push and push and push. But as kids get older, when I provide context and perspective and some space for them to really think about it, what I'm doing is training them to be an adult. Because if you're an adult, people aren't running around telling you exactly what to do all the time. You have to learn to think. You take in lots of different information and then you make decisions. And I want to train kids from a very early age to begin to think for themselves. Now, we don't really like that as parents because we just want them to do what we told them to do. But I encourage you to begin using context. Here's an example. So you've got a child. And he's been waiting all week for Saturday morning because Saturday morning there's no pressure to get up and do schoolwork or rush off to school where he's anxious and is on red on the behavior chart and maybe struggles with making friends his own age. So he's happy. He's going to get up and be in his PJs and he's going to build with Legos, right? This example we're going to use. And so he's happy. He's got like all morning. It's awesome. He can be creative. Nobody's telling him what to do. And then all of a sudden, parent walks into the room. Hey, put your Legos up, put your shoes on, we need to go. And immediately the child's going to ask, well, what, why? And you're likely going to, you know what? I don't, have, I don't have time for your attitude. Just put your shoes on. We need to go now. And I guarantee as soon as you go to that tone of voice, now it's fight or flight, and it's more likely going to be fight. And now you're going to spend 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30, maybe an hour if there are tears involved, fighting, getting to a power struggle, and you're going to walk away think, that child is just so defiant. Why does he have to make everything so difficult? And I get it, parents. It's really, really hard. I get it. But they weren't being defiant, and we're the adults, so I'm putting that one on us. With a simple little change, an extra 10 seconds of context, we can almost always get a different response from the child. Because when you walk into, hey, put that up. 
We need to go right now. What they hear in your voice is your anxiety because you're in a hurry and you know that your child doesn't always move that well and they're not always that compliant and you're anticipating the power struggle and you've got to get to go where you've got to go and you're running late already because you're a little bit frazzled. And they can feel that anxiety and they want nothing to do with your anxiety. I will tell you that your kids mostly are not rejecting you. They are rejecting your anxiety. I would encourage you, if you have not done it already, go through the 30 Days to Calm program. Those of you that got the Calm Parenting Package on on sale, which it still is, I think, this week. We've got a different sale going on. But listen to the 30 Days to Calm program because that will help you get control of yourself and you will see such huge changes. The program we're featuring this week is the, uh, well, two of them, because we're doing these for $99, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. For $99, you get uh, four programs in the Get the Bag. So look on our website for Get the Bag. And one of those four programs is 30 Days to Calm. There's another one on Discipline, on Defiance, and on the Strong-Willed Child to teach you all this stuff. And then there's, uh, if, you, if you have a slightly older child, I'd do the No BS program. So anyway, if you need help, call Casey. But here's where I want to go with this. So let's say you walk into the room and instead you do this. Again, an extra 10 seconds can sometimes save 10 minutes or 10 hours of fighting. So I walk in the room. Hey, Jacob, really cool Lego project you're working on there. Listen, plans have changed. Grandma called and she's sick and I could really use your help. Do me a favor. Pick up the Legos. I'll help you out. We'll put that up on the table so the dog doesn't knock it over. And maybe we'll grab a few Legos If you could do that and grab some soup from the pantry, throw your shoes on, we're going to go help grandma out. And I promise you later this afternoon, we'll have plenty of time to keep building with Legos. I'll even help you out with it. Now, is he going to say, mom, dad, thanks so much for providing context. Now I really want to go. No, he's not going to say that, but he's more likely to probably grumble a little bit, which is understandable but then get up and take a specific action step because now he's got a game plan. So let's break this down. When I walked in and I said, hey, really cool Lego project you're working on there. I just acknowledge that what he is doing is important to him. Is it important to you? No. Most of what your kid's doing is not important to you. Doing TikTok videos, being on screens, building with their Legos, whatever they're making or destroying in your house to create something with. But it's important to them. This is human nature. You know our phrase, before compliance, you connect. Connection before compliance. And what I just did was connect with the child and say, and I affirmed like, hey, you're really creative. That's a really cool Lego project. It's really important to you that you're doing that. And I love that you're doing that instead of doing TikTok videos, whatever it is. But I just acknowledge that. What did that take? That took five seconds of my time to acknowledge that. Listen, plans have changed. And notice my tone of voice. I'm not getting in an anxious voice. I'm not coming in and pleading. I'm not. I just said, listen, plans have changed. Boom. You just gave your child like a second and a half to adjust in his mind because when he heard plans have changed inside, he's thinking, oh crap. And instead of just springing it on him, hey, put your stuff away, stop doing what you're doing and you're going to do what I'm going to do right now. I just said plans have changed. It gives him a half a second to adjust and begin to move. You know how your kids are. They don't do transitions well. And I'm imploring you, stop treating them like they're you. Maybe you're good at transitions, but they're not. Stop fighting their nature. 
I, you've known because you have asked them 436 times to do something different and transition, and 436 times it hasn't worked that well. So I know this about my child. So why would I not adjust a little bit and know they don't transition that well? So I just say, hey, plans have changed. Listen, your grandma's sick. Okay, that's the context. Now, I'm not explaining that it's really important for us to help grandma and to help other people. And if we're going to be people of faith, I'm not doing a long explanation. I'm not trying to convince them. I'm just laying out the facts of the case, which is things have changed and grandma called and she's sick. And in your child's brain, he knows we got to help grandma. Okay. And so there's some context there to place this change within some context of something that makes sense. Now, again, this is going to brush up against those of you who are still hung up on like, well, I'm the authority figure. When I walk in the room, he just needs to jump and do what it. I get that. But you don't do that always for other people. Okay. And if you do, you're resentful about it. Right. A good authority figure leads. And I'm leading my child now. Right. So listen, plans have changed. We've got to go help grandma. Listen, do me a favor. I need some help. And what did I ask? One, I helped them. Maybe I picked up the Legos because part of the reason they freak out is like, well, if I leave the Legos on the floor, the dog is going to get into them. So I said, I'll help you put it up on the table. Hey, grab a few Legos. Do me a favor. Grab a can of soup. Your kids like to be helpful. They like to be part of things. That's what you will hear on that Strong Will Child program is all about ownership. They want some ownership of the process. So I asked you to get some soup, throw your shoes on. We're going to go help grandma. That's our new mission. And then I headed off the big question and the big meltdown, which is, because this is what your child's thinking. Mom, dad, you always say we're going to go to grandma's house for two hours, but it's going to end up being eight hours and it's boring at her house and it smells like old people. And then on the way home, we're going to have to stop at the nail salon and the grocery store. And that's stupid. And I'm never going to get to play with my Legos. And all I wanted to do all week long is play with my, uh, you know, that's where that's coming from. And I just headed that off by saying, look, we're going to grandma's. We're going to be there for a few hours. Bring some Legos with you. But when we get back, I'm going to carve out some time and we're going to have time to finish this project. And by the way, I'll even sit down and do it with you. Now, does that mean your child's going to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Of course. No, they're probably still going to grumble a little bit. And I give them a little bit of grumbling because I grumble a little bit when plans change and you don't do what I say. But eventually what happens is they will do what you ask them to do because then you go about being busy and you getting ready, but you gave them a game plan. You acknowledged what they were doing was important and you gave them a vision of the future, which is we're going to be back here later. We're going to have time to do this. I'm not ruining your whole day with it. Now, if you are going to have to ruin the whole day because grandma fell and she's in the hospital and you're going to be gone for the whole day, then be honest and say, listen, this stinks, but grandma's sick. And we're going, to go help, we're going to go help grandma, so let's grab some stuff that we can take that you can do at the hospital. But at least I'm providing a context and a game plan. Does that make sense? I want you to work on that this week, of just walking into the room and providing a little bit of context for things. Not explanations and not trying to convince them why it's important that they get on board with you, but just some context. And with your older kids, don't talk so much. Go with that lower key thing of like, look, I know what you're, I, I, I kind of get what you're, you're, you're encountering here. Let me just give you a little perspective. Here's what I've found. And I give them a little information in 30 seconds or a minute. And then say, 
I believe you're capable of making good choice. Look, if you want to talk about this, I'll be glad to listen. I'll be glad to give you a little bit of wisdom. And give them some space to work through it. And as you do that, they're more likely to come to you when you're not forcing everything on them. So that's our lesson for this week. I believe that you can do it. And if we can help you, reach out to us. Email Casey at CelebrateCalm.com. Tell us about your family, the ages of the kids, what you're struggling with. We'll talk about it as a family. We'll give you some tips and some strategies, some insights. And we'll also help you if you need some of our products. We'll help you do get the right ones within your budget. It's really easy and it's really cool to do. So we want to help you. So thank you for listening. Share this with others. And we hope to see you sometime soon. Set up. Yo, we're starting to do live events again. And we're so thrilled to be out there. We were in Idaho last week. It was awesome. So contact Casey and we'll come to your school, church, organization, wherever you are. Love you all. Bye-bye.